All right, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Stream of Thought, and we're on the big 3-0 today. And we start off by talking a little bit about what a Mudrunner was like for my experience this past weekend, which was manageable, much more manageable than I thought, but probably one of the most enjoyable experiences that I've had in the last couple of years. Speaking of enjoyable experiences, we just kind of touch a little bit on the things that we've done in the past that are exciting, that bring about the adrenaline, and then kind of transition into childhood memories and just, again, things that are a little out of the ordinary that we did as kids um, that were just fond memories that we now have. And then we spend a little bit of time with Eventing Victor on his philosophy on why playgrounds these days are not up to par with what they should be. They stifle creativity. They're all these stupid orange tubes and green tubes. Playgrounds these days are whack. They're whack. Whack. That's the best way to put it. So with that being said, episode number 30, Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. So I see that you're wearing a medal around your neck. I know, man. And a new t-shirt. Talk about building up the tension as we're, uh, as you pick me up and we have a full 20 minutes. Did you see what you, did you see I had the stuff in my hand? I saw that you had, I was going to wait to whip it out. I saw that you had something in your hand and then when you got in the car, uh, I was trying really hard not to ask you anything about the Tough Mudder, and I know you were trying really hard not to say anything, because the entire car ride, we didn't say a single word to each other. I know. That was hilarious. Yeah. So, I have around my neck a Terrain Conquered medal, and that basically I completed. I crossed the finish line. Uh, but it is a... It looks like... Actually, it's a monkey I didn't realize really? that. That's wow, a, it's it a monkey. It took me a second to realize what the shape of that was. It's a very weird design. This is a pretty cool-looking metal. It is. And apparently people... Come on, Victor. And apparently people collect the medals from these things because they hand out medals at all of them. And, uh, yeah, it's a nice little, nice little souvenir. I thought it was typical after you finish these things to them to give you a cup of beer or whatever. Because you always... I don't know. Have you ever seen that before? The no, advertisements where... I've not. Finish the race and enjoy a nice cold beer. There is none of that. This was a very this was a very low key, uh, tough mutter experience. Okay. Was I this tough mutter like a beginner level tough mutter for people? You know, or are there people out there that this is like their tenth one and they're just all about it? And it's it's tough to say. So first of all, I'm gonna say I am so effing sore. Like every part every part of my body is aching right now, and it's only been 24 hours. So if I remember correctly. Going into this, you had no idea where it was. You had no idea the length of the course. You had no idea what the course uh, entailed. There was all you knew was that your sister signed you up, and then you didn't even know what the date was until like last or two weeks ago. Yeah. And your only training was running three miles periodically. <laughs> yeah, that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> I was. I, I have to say, I was very. Willing for this to just be a an experience as it came, and it turned out to be awesome because so it was this past weekend and it was at the Joliet Motor Speedway. Okay, and they set up a track. Apparently, we had signed up for a 10k, but the track was only 5k, and if you wanted to do the 10k, you would just do the track twice. Right, which is kind of goofy to me. Yeah, but we get there and they they've it's uh oh man by the time we get there it's about nine ish 
or so. So it's been going on for maybe two hours, started at 7 o'clock. So all the hardcore people who are actually racing for a place, yeah. a finishing place, have already finished and have vacated the area. So okay. there's not a lot of uber competitive people around. Right. And there's actually not as many people as I thought there would be. It was it was manageable. Do but you know how many contestants there were? How many runners there were total? Total? I don't know. Well, I was there. There in our group that we ended up going in, there were maybe uh, you know, seventy or okay. so people, fifty to seventy. What were the ages? Were there like seventy oh, year dude. olds doing this thing? I, I have to say, man, anybody can do a tough mutter. Okay. I, after this experience, there were people of all shapes, sizes, ages, and everything in between. I mean, physical conditions, mm-hmm. all that. If you wanted to do it, you could do it. It was it it was not as intense as I thought it would be. It was a very nice warm up to a more competitive mud. Were runner. there obstacles like jumping through things and like yeah, grabbing yeah. things or what? Well, the walk cor- me through this. Okay, so I'll walk you through the course. There was is that did they give that to you also? No, this is uh, just it looks like my, a brand new coffee. Yeah, my dad, my dad, got, my dad got container. It nice. Okay, contigo. That means with you. Really? Yeah. In Spanish? Yeah. I didn't know that. Contigo. Contigo. Well, now that's my yeah. that's my word with for the you. day. Take coffee with you. Yeah. Oh, I'm always going to remember that now. So, so anyway, it's a 5K race, and there are maybe two dozen obstacles over the course of this race. And they range from everything. And I, I have no idea what these obstacles are going to be when I even when I start out, because the stadium, the motor speedway, is basically blocking everything. Because it's taking place on the other side. You basically run around the speedway and then through the concourse and all that. Okay. I don't know that yet. All I see is that the the race starts and it goes around the corner. Okay. And you can't see it anymore. So they have about two dozen different obstacles set up. And it starts out really simple. It's just a small wall. And then it's a medium wall. And then it's a large wall with a rope that you climb over. And then, well, okay. So let me say, first you start off in a pool of water. That was probably the weirdest part. You're, you, you, everyone is standing there in ice cold water, how, how, waiting how for the race to high start. Is the water? It's up to my navel. Perhaps. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, so it's it's deep. I'm everyone is just totally soaked, and it's very it's uncomfortable. Cold. Okay, because I mean, who likes standing in water for five minutes yeah. waiting for a race to start? Yeah. And it's just like this sucks. Like, come on. So the first obstacle is jumping out of the pool and starting to run. So everyone is just sloshing around, water's flying everywhere. You run up to the first obstacle, which is the small one, and, you know, people are, like, falling over, jumping over, all that. We, we're in the front pack, so luckily we don't have to pass too many people. But there are people who sort of start out faster and end up slowing down, things mm-hmm. like that. We go after the, for over the first couple of obstacles. And then it gets to the fun part, which is the mud there's the there's only one mud obstacle this this whole race, but it's like sewer tubes that are set up, four sewer tubes that are set up, and you have to crawl through the sewer tubes into basically a pool of mud. I mean, if you're coordinated enough, you should be able to get through the sewer tube and land on your feet, but basically, you're going to go back waist deep into muddy water, ice cold muddy water, and then you have to climb up a, a hill of mud that's slicked down from probably about two or three hundred people already running on it, so it's literally just this slick hill of mud and people are like clawing up like trying to dig their hands into this this muddy rocky mess. I can tell you right now this does not sound like any fun to me. Oh my goodness. Well, th- my my adrenaline's gone cuz everyone's sort of just all over the place and there's a line so you see people struggling and there are in this in this muddy part 
there are three hills that you have to climb over. So the and the hills get progressively higher, and the water that you have to wade through gets progressively longer. And so the first one is just you get out of the the pool, you walk a couple of feet, you climb your way to the top, and then you have to get down the other side. And the side the other side is steeper. So you so here you have like some footholds, but they're all just slick with mud. So your feet are just and so I take the approach of I'm just going to slide down. I'm going to do yeah. surfer dude down into the water. How'd that work out for you? Not bad. I didn't oh, land nice. in my face. Okay. I was surprised because uh, I didn't really know what to expect. You couldn't see anything under the water, so you had no idea where where uh, where your footing was going to land. And so I go into the second one. I'm like, okay, this is manageable. Like, I'm just, I'm filthy. I'm covered in mud. Like, mud is just everywhere. I'm just like, oh, my God. This is how many seconds unpleasant. Into the, how many seconds in is this? Like, 30 seconds in? This is, this is a, I have to say, this is the first uh, couple of minutes. This is, okay. prob- this is probably a good five to seven minutes okay. into the race. And then there's the final hill. And I'm just like, okay, this is a longer stretch of muddy water that you have to walk through. I'm like, well, that's annoying like why would I do that so I land I land the water like I do again it's up to my navel I take one step suddenly go and it's up to my neck oh and so it's they had dug another hole that you couldn't see uh under under the first one so about two steps in you're gonna go and it's about chest uh nipple deep and so so here everyone I'm just like oh god yeah I didn't go under the water thank god I don't know what I would have done that would be cool a little surprises yeah but it's it it was stuff like that and then climbed up overwards and I'm just you know everyone is drenched in mud and we're thinking oh great like there's gonna be another water obstacle that'll like clean us off kind of thing there is not another water obstacle until the very last obstacle that we have to do so we have to run the next two miles soaking wet and covered in mud I was about to ask how many miles or what's the distance in between obstacles. Uh, I would say it was – it ranged, but it was it was probably a quarter of a mile between obstacles, okay. I would say. Um, so after we get done with that, it's like, okay, well, we're, we're in this. I mean – it doesn't really matter what we have to do now. I mean, we're we're about as dirty as we could possibly get. So let's just do the rest of this. And then it switched from climbing over stuff and things like that to uh, tires. And there's, like, all these sort of tire obstacles that, that, that you have to do. Because you get out of the muddy water, you run. You actually only run maybe a minute to the next obstacle. And there's a line of tires that, you, that are attached to a, a bar that you put over your shoulders. Okay. And so you run. You're supposed to run around, run maybe... 40 feet to a pole, turn around, run back. All these tires the same size? They have very, okay. They're all, they're all the same size and they're really light. I mean, they're, they're, I I ran with them. I literally ran with them. And we continued into the Motor Speedway concourse, which was really cool because there were some uh, car uh, racers who were actually practicing on the track while we were running the mud runner so we could hear the vroom going going around the course. Uh, But we get to probably the, the hardest part of the whole obstacle was scaling the stairs all the way to the very top of the speedway, which had to have been, oh, man, 40 flights wow. of stairs going up. And so, yeah, taking two steps at a time. And, of course, uh, I'm. this is where my training came in, basically, because this is, this is more or less what I've been training to do with my 5Ks, pushing mm-hmm. it, that sort of thing. So I'm going up the stairs, and... As I'm going up, you see, I'm I'm passing people, but you see the people who have been with us sort of slowing down as they oh, get to certain right. points. So suddenly, you just people are dropping away, uh-huh. dropping away, dropping away. But the crew that we're with, and it's just four of us. Uh, there were 
19 people in our group dropped out the morning of or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it was just four of us who were doing it. But we all stuck together. So I got to the top, the very, very top of the speedway. Uh, and it just overlooked everything. And it was just the most gorgeous sight ever. Okay. And so I waited up there for the rest of our crew to get up there. Ended up, we had to run all the way down, do another thing where we had sandbags over our shoulders and had to run run up and down like 10 flights of stairs with those, continued, and it was those sort of obstacles. And then we came to the part that I'm not prepared for in the least whatsoever, which are the grippy things. Anything that that, me, that you have to like grip and and crawl your way using your, your hands. Going like, up? Mo- like monkey bar style. Okay, got it. And the first obstacle was a bunch of different objects, like a metal ball that was attached to a rope that you, you grabbed, and then like a half metal ball, and then, then a ring, and then a rope, and you had to swing your way across okay. this elevated area trying to grip onto it. There was no way in hell that I was going to be able to do that. I, I wasn't able to complete that obstacle. Why, you just didn't have strong enough grip, or your hands were slick? Didn't or have strong enough grip. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically what it came down to. I was, I was wearing gloves and all that. Not strong enough grip. It just every okay. yeah. So that was that was not super enjoyable. But basically, then the obstacles more or less they varied and all that for the rest of the race. But it was it was things similar to that. And uh, by the end of it, there was the there were two obstacles that were sort of back to back. One was uh, monkey bars over a pool of water, which was what I was talking about. The mm-hmm. last second to last obstacle had water, and so I get halfway across the monkey bars. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, I'm covered in mud. My grip is slipping. Screw it. I'm going down. And so I end up just dropping it in the water. I'm like, all right, I'm clean. Cool. Whatever. I'm done. Walk to the last obstacle, which is just ropes, climbing across ropes. Get done. I'm like, all right, cool. Whatever. Don't need to worry about that. My sister, on the other hand, I have to say, this was the thing I was the most impressed with about her, is that any obstacle that required that sort of monkey bar hand grabbing thing, she was able to complete all of them. No problem. It was wow. it was very impressive, and so for her, she was able to get across the monkey bars, no problem. Not not dropping into the water or anything like that. So she was still covered in mud by the end. But I thought my choice was have, the wiser they, of the two. I imagine they had places for you to like hose off and get. Yeah, they did. They had a couple of tents. It was it was pretty loosely organized. We ended up our our time group was ten fifteen, but we ended up jumping in the nine forty five group. Okay, and just running that. So it was very it was very loosely organized and. If you didn't feel like you could do an obstacle, you could just walk around. Uh, do you feel now after doing this, like, you're the type of person that's like, I'm going to find the next opportunity to do a Tough mutter or, like, some type of obstacle course? Or is, like, one good enough for you? <laughs> uh, I could totally see myself doing another one, really. I'm, I don't think I'd go out of the I don't see, see it's something that I could get a, addicted to kind of yeah. thing. It's not that fun. I don't want to say it's not... It's not I, wrong, wrong language. It's... it's uh, yeah, I mean it's it's an enjoyable experience, but it, it all depends on the people that you're with. Yes, because uh, this was the first time actually that my sister and I have ever done anything just the two of us. Okay, hung out and done some sort of activity. So that was a ton of fun. That was probably the best part of the whole experience. Um, yeah, I earlier I was thinking about stuff like this. Does I mean it sounds like fun, but my thing was like I don't want to with having long hair i don't feel like getting dirty dude i would totally do like one with you i would muddy. i would we should totally try and you set know? up a, a mud runner i would do it with you i would love to see you try it i think i would have me. fun and then when it's I, i'm the type of person though it's like when the race is over i don't want to get in the car 
dirty. Like I would, I would, I mean, I would want to be, be I would want to have been showered with like shampoo and soap, have a change of clothes, and then get in the car and ride home. It's the sacrifice that you make, though. It's one day, and you sort of steal yourself for it because all the pictures of any mud runner involve mud. And so everyone's dirty. You know that that's going to happen. You just say, screw it. I'm going to set it aside. I'm going to allow myself to be dirty. It's going to be uncomfortable. But if you prepare yourself for it, it's totally fine. Because I didn't end up taking a shower until much later that day, and I was totally fine. Had your sister done something like this before? No. How did she get... How did she... Because she was going <laughs> to sign you up. So how did she get involved in knowing where this was and everything? She's done. She's done this before. She, I can't remember if it was just one or she's done a couple of them, but I know she's done at least one other one and she thought it was fun. And we had been talking about this almost, gosh, almost a year ago, maybe six months ago or something like that. And she's like, I would do it again. And I said, let's do it together. And we just ended up scheduling it. So how far in advance did you guys sign up before the actual date? Because I remember you telling me about this a couple months ago. Yeah, this was, it was like four months beforehand. Okay. So it was pretty far in advance. And it was, it's one of those things, too, that I felt like I was hearing this, not just from, from the people who, who I was with, but with from just everyone overhearing, oh, you know, I should have trained or something like yeah. that. Like, I should have, I should have, next time I'm going to condition or something like that beforehand. And it's like, well, you know, I mean, yeah, that's probably a good idea. (laughs) It might make life a little easier. uh, Because really, I mean, that it paid off. My conditioning increases for the past month have definitely paid off. And uh, I'm I'm glad that I I did that. It really got me, yeah. Oh, I just feel good. I feel good. I feel sore. I feel good. Do you have a spot where you're going to hang this medal? No. I'm not very attached to. No. It is pretty cool. Medals or awards or anything like that. It is. I remember I I have a a shoebox of stuff, like medals and little things here and there. And I came across one. It was from high school for like Glenbard South Invitational, I don't know, 4x1 relay or 4x4 relay. And it it, it was a medal. And on the back of it, it said sixth place. I'm just like, why are you? I thought to myself, why, why do I have this? I have why a bunch did, of those from track. Yeah, it was from track. Yeah. I was like, why? Why did they give this to us? Yeah, I don't I have a couple of eighth place I'm, ribbons. It's I'm like they old got, enough that yeah. I do not need a a, a thing a participation. Yeah, ribbon. a participation award. Yeah. Just save it. Give it to somebody else who's in need. Give it to someone. Who's give, it, give it to someone give else it, who's in need. Give it to somebody who got third place. Yeah. You know, save this yeah. for someone who got. First, second, or third. I'm sure that if it was a medal, I'm sure it was from state, though. It was an invitational. Okay. I'll bring it in. It was, like, cheap looking. Oh. Like, this is a nice medal. Like, this has this nylon is, like, super nice and smooth. The the medal itself is actually, you know, got a little bit of weight to it. It looks really cool. Oh, yeah. You could hurt someone with this. You know, the one from the one we got from track, on the back it just says engraved, like, sixth place. And on the front, you can tell there's, like, a sticker on there or yes. something weird like that. Something generic. Yeah. But... So you have no interest in doing something like this. No, this I'll do it. Sound, this no, doesn't sound see, fascinating. My thing was just like, I gotta get dirty and I'll get mud in my hair and it just takes the a most... lot of effort to get clean, so... Okay, so let me, let me because you're a, you're a, well, you take care of yourself. Yes. You work out. 
you would love some of these parts. For example, the tire flip. You okay. have this 50, 50, no, it's got to be a 70-pound tire. It's the football-sized tires okay. that you see them probably a little little lighter than that. But you see people having to flip it over. And even these guys who look jacked are, like, struggling, just like, like, whether they're not doing the right form or whatever the case is. Yeah. You see them struggling. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, this is this is my jam here. So I go over, and it's just right leverage, right form, that sort of thing. Flip it over. Yeah. Flip it over. <laughs> and you're like, I am the man. Done, and I done, feel like done. you that is the sort of thing that you would really appreciate. Okay. Because it's it's those moments where you get to show off. For example, mine were the cli- the rope climbing things just because – that's where my my arm strength is the yeah. best. So it's just like I'm I don't I literally don't use my legs and I just climb with my hands. Just climb with, your hands. <laughs> just climb with my arms, hit the bell at the top, just slide down, done in five seconds. And I'm like I am the man. So there are moments like that that just make you feel so alive and, okay. and so it's it makes you feel worth having conditioned the way that you have up to this point. Yeah, I'll try it. I'll. Uh... I'll do one. I wonder if there's one we can do by the end of the year before it gets cold, super cold. Oh, man. Or if there's one that's like, oh, my gosh, dude, you know what I'd be down to do? What? We should do a polar plunge in Lake Michigan oh one day. Oh, my God. Oh. We're still young enough to do it. Yeah. Our bodies polar, won't go into polar plunge in Lake shock. Michigan. Yeah. That would be fun to do. That would be interesting. I don't. I don't know. Do we have enough fat on our body? No. Hell no. I mean, I'm kind of worried about what would happen to our nervous system. Everything, all the blood immediately will be drawn from all extremities to protect our organs. And I'm guessing you'd have very little time to actually use your arms to, like, get to safety. We should go on, like, a 5K beforehand so that we're just super... No, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the best way to... That's probably the worst probably thing not, possibly you'll be really do. Warm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's probably worse for you. I've been to do that. I've been to do a tough mutter and a well, collar run. Because that's free. A polar plunge is free, right? Uh, I don't know. It might be something like you pay for it and it goes to charity or something because you're just or jumping. donations. I don't or know like how that. any of that stuff works. Some down to do free. Um, the thing is, what? What's up? yo? You know what's coming up is the this runs for Jack. Oh, the, yeah, uh, that's right. The Glen Ellen three five k for melanoma cancer. That's right. I did the first. I did it the first two years. I haven't done it since, but I remember the first year because we were in high school. It was like junior year. I was going to say, wasn't that a thing that started? When it was it. This it was, yeah, for Jack because was for Jack who Jack Marston. So Jack Jen Marston. was in our grade. Oh, Jen was in our grade. Right. This is when we I were like sixteen, that. and yes. that was the first year. And I remember I ran it. I think the second year I ran it with Cooper. The first year I don't know. I think it was maybe by myself. But I remember this is in the middle of high school, junior year track and soccer and uh and i think i finished like third or fourth place no way yeah i think like one of the dorico brothers finished first somebody else some random <laughs> dude DeRico finished brothers, second yeah. and i think i crossed the fin- i was one of the first few people to cross the finish line oh my goodness yeah uh i don't That's know what incredible. day that so is, it's been it's be been about 10 or 12 years then right yeah it's been 13 years 13 years yeah. holy cow I think he passed away the summer 2004, and then they had it in 2000. Wow, they and did then it they the had next it like that fall. That fall, wow. I believe I can't remember. And the fact that it's that's that's one of those nice little town traditions. That, yeah. Wow, 13 years. That's incredible. Yeah. Love that sort of stuff. That's like the uh, Freedom Four. I saw that, and um, 
It was like the, the four freedom, mile. Run yeah, but it was like Lake going Ellen. around Lake Ellen. And I was like, I'm not going to pay to. Run. I already run around Lake Ellen for free. I'm Absolutely, not pay I to run around. Lake yeah, Ellen. especially with a with ten thousand people. Yeah, you're not. Hell no, not. I'm not doing that. No, it's so much more peaceful when you're by yourself. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I do want to do is uh, I actually did it. I think maybe a couple weeks ago, running at night mm-hmm. around Lake Ellen. Oh, I love it. It's, it's the best. great. I found that I. I keep pace a little bit better because I go slower because I don't want to trip over myself. Mm. Okay. Over certain yeah. Spots, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially where the trail is just the on the outside where it's the just the little rock, you mm-hmm. know, it's not like cement or anything. Um. But yeah, I did that, and I remember I kept pace way better, and it was because I kept thinking I was going to trip over myself, and I think I did it when it was a new moon. So there's like no moon. There's no, the moon wasn't out. It was just completely dark. <laughs> Yeah, and there are certain areas around Lake Ellen that are are not lit at all, for yeah. sure. But yes, I would be down to explore some of these different races, for And sure. that's the thing, too, is it doesn't even have to be... I'm always open to weird experiences that are just out there, totally random. I felt like this was... I never thought that I'd do a, a mud runner. I never really had any inclination or, or interest in doing it, but the opportunity presented itself. I thought, this is a cool chance to try something different and uh it was totally worth it it was very very cool but polar plunge yeah no we could totally look into that down for polar plunge um but just fun and random experiences have you ever done anything out of the norm when it comes to athletic races um i did i don't know I don't. I. I. I had, so yeah, I would have. Been I do a liar not recall. Like I mean, I just. I like, thought you were in a league, like a sports league, with for work or something like that. At some point, I did company softball and I did volleyball at mm-hmm. North Ave Beach with like Jeff and his old girlfriend and some of their friends. But I would never done something that was like out in left field, like a obstacle course. I actually did the J.P. Morgan Chase 5K downtown. Several years ago, that was through the company. That was pretty cool. Okay, like, the company just paid for it. So yeah, and uh, like fifteen or twenty of us did it. So that was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But nothing like nothing like obstacle course or anything. Or like that. or five k or marathon or anything like that. No, I think I can do a half marathon. I can do a half. Yeah, marathon. that would be freaking tough. You go go the whole way twenty six point two. I'm good. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that was the one thing that, again, I would never consider doing unless an opportunity presented itself, but uh, a marathon or a half marathon in New York City, for example. Oh, wow. That would be something that – because when I worked in Greenpoint, they always would have – the marathon path would always run through Greenpoint. Mm -hmm. And so they'd close off half the town or close off a string of roads. And that was something that always crossed my mind. I was like, wow, that's such a cool – a cool thing for people to do. It's like the greatest city in the world. People get to just run through the streets all across the bur- all across the five boroughs, get to experience the full beauty of New York while staying in shape. Yeah. That's such a cool concept. I would totally be down to do a half marathon. Actually, one of my friends, um, she every year does, it's like some midnight bicycle run downtown Chicago. I think some of the streets are closed off and everyone's on a bicycle and it's at midnight. And you just, like, ride around. You go follow a path, and there's checkpoints, I think. And, oh, you, just, and you pretty much just enjoy riding your bicycle at night on closed-off streets. And I think people have, like, glow-in-the-dark stuff and, like, 
you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The shit that you see at 4th of July and everything. <clears throat> yes. But yeah. That would be pretty cool. Well, and I don't know if this is the case with other places, but we actually went while I was in New York to cheer on somebody at a marathon. And so we went to a couple of the points that they were going to be at. And there are people all across the marathon path, like, cheering people on, just sitting enjoying the day mm-hmm. just supporting the runners and yeah. that that's that's a cool thing too is that there there are actually spectators to to marathon running that's not something you really think about but in new york i was a spectator at a marathon <laughs> that was the same number of sports events that i went to with like i went to a football game i went to a marathon i went to a, yeah. there's there's an episode of seinfeld where they go to somebody's uh they go to someone's apartment who's having, like, a party because there's a marathon going on. And from their apartment, they can look down and see the runners. And there's a – they're talking about – George and Jerry are talking about how much of an idiot they are for missing opportunities for, you know, with uh, – you know, Jerry's like, I'm such – I'm the biggest idiot in the world. I had an opportunity uh, to give up the apartment to Elaine, and I didn't take it. And George is like, I just gave up, like, a lifetime of season tickets to any sporting event at Madison Square Garden. Look at me. You know, have some respect for I am Costanza, Lord of the Idiots. And then in the corner, <laughs> there's the woman that's jumping up and down with her hands in the ears. And because she's like, the marathon, the, the runners are crossing the finish line. And she goes, she's like, you're all winners. You're all winners. And then Costanza, George is like, and suddenly a new contender appears for, like, being the biggest idiot. But, yeah, I guess I didn't know that it was, like, a thing, like, to revolve your day around, like, this race. Yes. A marathon. Well, that's uh, my favorite How I Met Your Mother episode was the marathon episode where Barney Stinson runs the marathon. I don't recall. I've seen every episode, but I don't remember that it's one. It's the one where he gets stuck in the subway. It's okay. the chain of unfortunate yes. events. Yes, I've seen that yeah. one. Um, and then the other thing... No, I don't. I think hey, I really don't know much of like marathon type stuff or just running type experiencing life. Have you ever? Have you ever uh, jumped out of an airplane or spel- no. spelunked or anything like that? No, I've done spelunking. I was in Boy Scouts. That was really fun. I have not jumped out of an airplane. I almost did, but we couldn't because of the weather. Now, spelunking, just to clarify, is just rappelling down a. Cliff, it's just like right? a, no, that's or like a hole, cave. a cave. You're in a cave, and you're just it's like hiking in a cave and crawling through caves. Oh, okay. So it's it doesn't have to be just descending on a rope. No, that's a uh, a that's that's called something else. Okay, rappelling or something weird. I don't okay, know. yeah, but I thought that spelunking was okay. So spelunking is just traveling through caves. Yes. Okay. Um, I did that in Boy Scouts. I almost jumped out of a plane, but we couldn't because it was too foggy. And we, and uh, that was actually when I was in New York. Never do that. I yeah, when I was in New York. Do that. And I did one of, oh, and I did the boat regatta a couple times in Glen Ellen. Oh, uh, was, yeah, that's right. I did the it once regatta. when I was, I want to say I was 12, and another time, I think, like, when I, the next 13 or 14. Did you build, did you help build the boat? Yeah. Did you go in the boat? Yeah. Into and the, then I went in the water. Did it sink? All yeah. right. Then I went, I went from... <laughs> The land to the boat, in the boat on into the water, Lake Ellen and then water. I went from the oh, boat into the water. Back in the day when we didn't care about how many that was diseases we got. <laughs> yes, didn't was, they find a car when they emptied out Lake Ellen? I don't know what. Once? I know they emptied it out a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. But I just oh, there was a. I remember you can see through the water. There was a picnic table that someone had thrown in there one time. I think. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that sounds so if you're about seeing right. on the ledge of the dock, you can see the picnic table in the shallow end in, inside the water. I remember that. Uh, I, I think, because I haven't done a lot either. I, I've snowmobiled. That was super intense. That was for Brooks's wedding yeah, many years ago. That. And that was... I'm I, I would not be I, I'm not a motorcycle fan. I'm not a I'm not a yeah, small engine living life on the edge. Yeah, I'm not a guy. I'm not an adrenaline junkie. I love that shit. And so I'm yeah, that's also one of the most te- terrifying experiences because when you're on it you're thinking, well, how many times is I going to get an opportunity to snowmobile? Probably not many. So why not just Test the limits. Is that the same trip that you said, like, you were in a limo and the limo driver just did donuts in a parking lot? Yes, that was the same trip. Yep. Yeah. Awesome limo driver. Can't remember his name, but... That's pretty funny. Yes, he he did did wheelies in a parking lot during a snowstorm in Minnesota, because that's what people do in Minnesota. That's pretty funny. Oh, it was was a blast. Wow. Yeah, I've done wave... I wrote on, like, wave runners. uh, Yep. And I know we did that at Cooper's Lake House. Yeah. That was a lot of that fun. That was probably my first out-of-the-box type of experience. Dude, I Adrenaline love, like, doing that type of stuff. Like, just going wild. It's and so like, scary to break the barrier, though. It is. For the first bit. time. For example, trying to water ski for the first time and just getting lifted up. You're like, I have no idea what to expect. No. I'm going to fall a couple of times, get smacked it's in the face It's a great workout if you're water skiing or wakeboarding, just like all your whole arms and core, like holding you down to the You feel like a beast. I once, yeah. I, um, I remember like I was wakeboarding and the nose of the board, I had gone, a li- I got like a little bit of air off of a wake. I'm not like, I wasn't trying to like get air, but there's a few inches. And then the nose of the board had hit the water and I just completely just like hit the yeah. hit the water like a brick wall. Yes, exactly. And I remember I hit the water and immediately was like, "Whoa!" Because your like, forehead probably smacked first. Right? I smashed into the water and I was I was for sure dazed up. and confused. Like I knew what was going on. Like I was in the water, but everything just like. Was happening pretty slow and just like weird. Yeah. And the first thing when I when I came back up from the underneath the water, I was just like, did I was that did I just suffer a mild concussion? Because it, I hit that water as if my brain had hit concrete. You probably for did. For a split dude. second, and then the water gives. You were concussed. But in the moment before the water breaks, that's just like solid. Hitting a fucking it's wall. solid. It's solid. Yeah. Yeah. And a couple of those experiences sort of dampened my enthusiasm for stuff like that. Yeah. I'm willing to I'm willing to do it just to say I did it kind of thing and learn how to get up there. Mm-hmm. But the pain the pain associated with it can be just overwhelming. Yeah, I got out and I was like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good for now. Well, I'm and good. that's the thing too. Uh, flipping over a jet ski for the first time, it's like, okay, well, <laughs> that was that I was an experience. Doing that. I love throwing people off. Oh yeah, trying I to love throw throwing people. myself off too. Trying to, yeah. yeah. That was that's also one of those things. We were that you just when I was try. in Hilton Head with Drew, we took him out on the Atlantic because we rented them for a couple hours. And like the last half hour, the water got really choppy. Just really, really choppy. So mm-hmm. you could ride a wave up and then the wave would just disappear oh, underneath you. Oh, and then goodness. all of a sudden you'd yeah. have like I mean, not the crazy amount of air, but when you're on this machine and all of a sudden the wave is gone and there's, you know, five or six feet between you and the water, it's kind of scary when you hit the 
water. Well, dude, I mean, in, the same thing as ex- you experienced with jet skis, I experienced with the snowmobile, where you're going, I mean, you get up to something like, what, 45 miles an hour, or however, what's the max that you can dude, go? Dude, on like, the Wave Runner, you can get up to like 50 miles 50 an miles hour. 50 miles an hour. But you're going that fast, and suddenly, you are not on the, the you are on top of the water. Though You are just, yeah. and the same goes with being on the snow. You are on top of the snow, which means you, there is no traction anymore. Zero traction, which means if you go over a bump, you're, you're going in the air. The yeah. snowmobile is going in the air. There is nothing to keep you attached. And so, we, our party, I forget, there were a couple of guys who ended up Throwing them, throwing their snowmobile, throwing themselves off a snowmobile wow. just because they were going so fast and off a hill, trying to turn even a little bit, you just whoosh, yeah, going off to the side. My goodness, I know. But again, it's something you got to experience, you know. Yeah, I've done. It's life. Done a little bit of mount. I mean, I wouldn't call them mountain. I didn't climb a mountain. Is more like a wall, like a re- not not like the climbing wall at Dick's Spring. <laughs> okay. No, this is like a real. Uh, a real wall. wall of rock. Okay, I was like maybe where where at? This is in Colorado. Oh, oh, nice. Okay, shot guns. Love shooting guns, and did rappelling. That was pretty fun. That was a little bit scary, but that was pretty fun. But yeah, I got to do some more stuff. See, I feel, I feel like all of your experience, cool experiences, came during Boy Scouts. Uh, actually, when I was on Boy Scouts, we did uh, sleep on a submarine. Real, like, and a, a submerged, real submarine? Um, a submerged? No, no. Oh, damn. No, a real submarine that was used in World War II. It was retired, uh, and it, it could go underwater, but it wouldn't come back up. <laughs> so it was just docked there. Okay. And it was cool. We climbed, I get to climb through the, um, climb up a ladder and up through the hole, and then I'm on top of the submarine, and they played like the. U-571 on, like, D- I think it was on DVD at the time. It was in 2001. Oh, my goodness. And um, and the where we slept, you could sl- you could fit, like, four bunks, but everything was so close together, and when we got home, all of our stuff s- smelled like diesel. Really? Yeah. It was great. It, w- it was my dad and my brother and myself. We went for a weekend, and... With us was Lee Nicholson and his dad and his brother Paul because we were in the same Boy Scout troop. I I feel like how many people would you say percentage wise have done Boy Scouts? How many? How many? Oh, probably guys less than half. You think less than yeah. that? I never did Boy Scouts. I had a blast. I only did it for like two or three years, but I had a lot of fun. I think there are a lot of important skills, but yeah, I don't know. I feel. I feel like that's one of those things that I missed out on. I mean, I remember the the couple learning how to start a fire. The with few your couple hands. years that I did Boy Scouts, I mean, I have zero skills that I remember from doing that. Oh, really? You know, yeah. I mean, how to start you can't a, you can't whittle. I mean, I can do the very basic stuff like, yeah, whittle. I can do that. Call uh, call call small woodland creatures to your side. Uh, but it, I just remember like it was a lot of fun. It was just a lot of fun. It was just like, this is what should be included in every boy's childhood. One time we were at a camp, and we got names drawn out of a hat because some of us had, there was an opportunity, there was this thing in the middle of the lake, like this giant wood raft that was maybe the size of this room. Yeah. And on it was a a huge tent. And it was a thing, we went out there on the boats, and we got to sleep on this giant uh platform that was anchored to the bottom Mm -hmm. and over it was a tent and it was just cool like you got to just sleep out there it was just like i mean it's no different than just sleeping in your tent but just it's 
it was the anticipation of going out there, being in the boat in the middle of the night, getting out there, laying out your sleeping bag, you know, sleeping, talking, going to bed, waking up in the morning, coming out the tent, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm out in the middle of the lake right now. And then getting back on the boat and going back to wherever your campsite was. Uh-huh. And I also, the, just the merit badges were really fun. Uh, we did small, I did small boat sailing. Uh-huh. And at the end of the week, you know, I'm, I'm proficient enough to operate this boat with two other people on it. Yeah. And, you know, what happens when you get a group of seventh graders out there and by themselves, you get fun. Some people call it trouble. We would take the the sailboats and we would uh, play turtle, or what's it called? Play chicken. And we would uh, go towards each other, go towards each other, go towards each other from across the lake at, like, full speed. And then last minute, we would pull whatever the – I don't know what any of this stuff is called on the boat. Mm-hmm. But we would turn the sail so we wouldn't hit each other. Yeah. And sometimes what would happen is there would be one sitting there and we'd be coming at it and it would be perpendicular to us. And then we would we would turn as quickly as we could and as get to as, as close as the boat as possible without hitting it. How fast would you say you were oh, going? I don't know. But, I mean, you're going pretty quick. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, you're seeing – you're looking over the side and you're seeing water just, like, shoot out just from the bow, just water moving out of the way and everything. Yeah. Um. I'll put it this way. If you were to hit somebody in – if you were to hit a rowboat with a sailboat going at this speed, you'd get in a shit ton of trouble. <laughs> it probably wouldn't be too good. Yeah. But one time when we played chicken, we turned it, and what would always happen is the boat would tip over because of all the, all the momentum. <laughs> so the boat would tip over, and then we'd have to get on the other side with our weight and pull it up. But one time, the whole thing went completely upside down. We turtled it. It was completely upside oh down in the goodness, water. really? And it took us a while to get it back up, yeah. But it was just a lot of fun. You learn cool stuff like, okay, you can use a pair of jeans as a life preserver. <laughs> Did you know that? No. no. You, when you're in the, if you're like, ah, I'm in the water, ah, you take off your jeans, you tie the ends where your ankles are, you tie them together. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And you put it over your head. Uh-huh. And then the waist, the waist part, you grip it with both hands and you just blow air into it. And then you hold you hold it, you know, where the waistline is and the fly with both hands after blowing air into it so the air doesn't get out. And it keeps air in there with the, with the ankles your tied around your neck. Your keep yep. air? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I gotta try. I gotta try that then. I mean, they get wet. And well, yeah, no, of course they get wet, but that's shocking to me. Yeah, that's it's really, wow, it's cool, right? Oh my goodness, yeah, that's a very cool. I I feel like I definitely have to try this now. Yeah, because that's kind of mind blowing, actually. Yeah, because I when I was younger, I did uh, I did people to people student ambassadors, which was my only like Boy Scout type experience and mm-hmm. it was the year before that i think i ended up going to yosemite for some summer camp there and yeah i mean it was it was a trip waking up in the morning and being like wow i'm, I'm in nature right now it's kind of surreal but what i wanted to say was that i feel like and you reminded me of this i was i was debating on whether or not to bring this up last episode but you brought up made a perfect segue this time when you said that you had so much fun on the, on the, all of these trips i'm thinking to myself wow like most of most of these childhood trip experiences to me, I, I remember were just miserable. <laughs> and I'm like, well, wh- okay. So here's my theory: is that 
a lot of people don't know whether or not that they were popular when they were younger. And I feel like the simple test as to whether or not you're popular is the question, did you have fun as a child? And if the answer is yes, then you were popular. If the answer was if you were miserable as a child, then no, you weren't popular. And that is my thesis. What do you think? I mean... What do you think about that theory? Because you had a blast as a child, and you, you, uh... I would count you as a, uh, as a socially popular figure back in high school. I would agree with that in the latter years of high school. Because I was real quiet. And then, like, junior, senior year, I kind of came out more. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But I think it's... But in, like, middle school, no. But in middle school is when I was in Boy Scouts, and it's just, like, you kind of... I mean... The whole idea of am I popular or not is just there's insecurity. If you're you're thinking to yourself, like, if you're wondering, am I popular? Am I popular? I am popular. I'm not popular. You're like super insecure because if you're just letting go and just having fun, the idea of quote unquote popularity or do people think I'm cool doesn't register with your brain because it's not even on the radar. So it doesn't matter who you're with. Or what you're doing, but if you're just having fun and you have this camaraderie, it's just like a great time. Those things are, you know, in the background, doesn't really That's so interesting that you mentioned that, because I see that in both you and Cooper, and that makes that suddenly makes so much sense, because... Oh, Cooper, uh, we, attitude him, he and I, we, in, uh, we went on some of the Young Life trips. Uh, oh, or not yeah, Young Life, that's young life. right. The, I did Young Life, but uh, Youth Group at First Met, Press. First Press, yeah. I also did Young Life, but Youth Group at First Press, we went to this Timberly or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just remember Cooper one time, I think this is like in seventh grade or sixth grade or something. We were in, there for a weekend in the winter, and... Jamie, the youth leader, is like, no, Cooper, I don't think your mom would uh, allow you to be eating whipped cream for breakfast. He had a, like a cafe- <laughs> he had like a cafeteria tray, and you know how the cafeteria trays. Um, this, for some reason, I think this cafeteria tray had like different, different little pockets or yeah. slots. I think it was just like you put the food straight on the tray or something weird like that. Okay. But he had whipped cream all over the thing. <laughs> and he was holding it and, like, was eating it with his face. And without any yeah. utensils and just holding it and, like... Yeah, that sounds And weird. I just remember seeing him and, like, Jamie walking over and, like, taking it away from him. He's like, no, you need to eat real food. <laughs> but uh, we did at Timberley in eighth grade. I t- totally remember eighth grade. We did a toboggan down the hill. Mm, mm-hmm. Like a toboggan. Who does that anymore? Nobody. Nobody. Right? That's what our parents did, you yes. know, in the 60s or yeah. something. But uh, we did a toboggan with like th- me and like three other people down a hill and then and then, whoa, you're at the end of the hill and then you're done. Oh. And you're on top of a frozen lake. It's like, oh man, that's cool. Let's go back and do it again. I know. Well, it was fun. Uh, not to be too tangential, but it reminded me of something that uh, Jimmy Kimmel had some some like YouTube girl glitter people on, and he made some sort of comment like <laughs> about their videos, and he's like, "Don't you guys ever go outside?" And their their sincere response was, "No, like no. why? Why would you ask that question? Huh? Why would we ever play outside?" You know, the idea of playing outside is just totally foreign now. Yeah. There's no such thing as playing outside, really. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah, but, dude, it's that simple stuff. When the snow comes and stuff ices over, sledding down hills, I mean, making making snow forts. 
Snow oh, yeah. Wars, Snowball yep. Wars. Yeah. Oh, nothing beats a good Snowball War. Building a ramp to jump your bike off of it. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, it's the it's simple the broken bones that follow. Yeah, simple pl- climbing a tree that you shouldn't be climbing. My brother once we would build ramps like every summer with the Dignan brothers, and my brother once went off a, a ramp that we built, and he tried. I can't remember what it's called, but it's when you have the handlebars and you flip them inside out and then back. Okay. So you spin it, so it's 180 degrees, and then you spin it back. Yes. And he, like, did that, and then as he was coming back, he, he hit the ground, like, completely flipped over his bike and, like, just started crying and, like, holding his arm or something. I mean, he was maybe eight or nine years old. I don't know. Yeah. But just, like, that's what you do when you're a kid. You you do stuff that's fun, that you don't know any better, and you get hurt, and you scrape your knees, and you break your bones, and you smash your face on the ground, and you just learn to deal with it so that next time you remember, oh, uh, that hurt. That brought me pain, so I'm not going to do that again. Exactly. The one thing that really upsets me is I go around town, and I see all these different playgrounds that are designed to be safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Like, okay, one, this playground sucks. Who's the architect that built this? Because this thing blows. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all the same, too. The green tubes, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yep. With, like, the tan plastic si- slides. No, what you need to get is a slide that is, like, 8 to 10 feet tall. And aluminum. That, so and that when aluminum. The, when, the, when the sun yeah. is out, it heats up to about 200 degrees. Yeah. You can yeah. boil yourself alive on So that slide. when you go down that slide, you hate your life, but you love it at the same time for a few moments. And the 20-foot pole that you can slide down yeah. to or try and climb up if you're brave enough yeah everything is uh, the wood chips yep the wood the, chip. the 10 year old wood chips we had it and franklin uh there was just gravel and not well they're like pebbles yeah and then they built a new playground and the new playground was like eh, it was all right it was cool and then they made a parking lot where that is and they built a new playground but like bring me some because uh, i remember playing at newton park I have a memory of being there when I was a kid, and that playground had to have been around, I mean, so this would have been, like, 91, 92. That playground had to have been around since, like, the 60s or 70s. Yeah. Like, you can tell that just the style mm-hmm. of the playground when it's an old-ass playground. Or the one at Main Street Rec Center used to be fucking bomb. And yes, then, it you did. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, that was it did. amazing playground. And then they, of course, knocked that shit over. Everything is plastic and mm-hmm. fat and mm-hmm. stupid, mm-hmm. and it's like no, bring back the old school steel narrow, bars, steel narrow bars. Yes, you know, yes. no paint, no paint, nope. or paint it. But when the paint wears it's off, off just, just leave it off. Yep. don't do anything with yep. it. Yep. no need to repaint it. Nope, you know, it's meant to be used. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the other thing too is that I felt like a lot of these playgrounds were pretty creative in their style. Yes, that's and they it. allow for the creative. opportunity. Of imagination to run wild. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, as you were saying, like, what your brother was doing. I mean, my brother and I, like, battled with sticks all the times. And we would use those playgrounds as our war zones mm-hmm. of, of trying to, you know, we'd invent these games of just yeah. going crazy. And, yeah, it may have been a little dangerous, but we survived. We're still here. Yeah. Right? I feel like most kids our age, no one really, no one was irreparably harmed from a playground that I know of. No. And those instances are just as likely, I feel like, to happen today as they were back then because you can't cure stupid. Like, <laughs> people are going to hurt themselves yeah. no matter how how much bubble wrap you put around your slides. We, um, 
when the old playground at Ben Franklin had, because they knocked down half of it, the other half was still around. So there was this like wooden bridge and oh, yes. we the would stand bridge. on it yes. and it would always be like Nate Burroughs since he was always like the biggest kid in our class, like every single year. And he would, we would, he would launch us and we would try yes. to get some air yes. on the bridge. And I think once or twice people like got up and they <laughs> fell over and they, but I mean, it's only four or five feet when you, it's whatever you land on the, on the, uh, wood chips. Uh, but yeah, going back to what you're saying, all the old playgrounds were extremely creative in their design mm-hmm. and unique, and no one playground was the same. All these playgrounds right now, are, they're all the same. Just, yeah, like I said, cookie cutter fat, safety, stupid fat green tubes, tan plastic slides, dumb shit that's not fun but tries to be. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like oh my goodness. Yeah, and I feel like those are the bumps and bruises that you have to have in life. I mean, really, you're not going to learn if you don't get injured while you're young. Because stuff heals while you're still a child, you know? It's easy enough to repair you when you're you're a kid, but if you never experience that as an adult, and you try something like a a Tough Mudder and end up breaking your leg on a, I don't know, on a rope obstacle course. Do you have any uh, favorite injuries from being a child or any that stick out to you? Injuries from my childhood. Uh, well, I mean, I broke, the only serious, the only break I've ever had was I broke my ankle in college. Okay. At, in my fraternity. Brooks threw me through a wall. Wow. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, but, what was it? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. My favorite childhood memory is when my brother dropped a brick on my head. No, are you fucking kidding Twice. me? Twice. Years, what? years in between. This wooden block. I'm sorry. I'm always okay. correct. I'm always corrected. <laughs> one, once one was a brick. The other was a wooden block. Oh my gosh! The first time, I love telling this story. This is like the Neil Prom story. This is one of my favorite stories. Oh to tell. yeah. So we have this treehouse in the back of our yard that my dad ended up building, and was it a bomb ass treehouse? It was a bomb. I imagine having. House. I just remember it's like, oh wait, your Two parents are architects. architects. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, it was, and it, I mean, it wasn't in the tree itself. It mm-hmm. was, it was a, it was a house, but it was a two-story treehouse, okay. plastic slide, swing, okay. all, 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 all the bells and whistles. And so, my brother and I, my brother was playing on the second floor, and I was on the bottom floor. And I remember him saying, "Hey, Rick's, come out here. I have something to show you." And he swears that he said he swears that he says to this day, "Don't come out." But I don't know why don't he would say, "Don't come out." I don't have. Something I don't to have show anything you. to show you. Um, so, but I'm a kid, so I don't know how accurate my memory is. I just, I, I don't. There is no reason that I would have exited the treehouse had I not been summoned. And so, as soon as I'm out, suddenly there's a, and I feel dizzy all of a sudden, and I could tell something like hit my head, but there's. There's no pain that follows, which is weird. And I just, I look down and I see there's a brick (laughs) on the ground. And I'm just like, did that just hit me on my head? I'm just like, okay. And I put my hand up to my head and I'm feeling it. And I'm like, there's no pain. Like, I'm not feeling anything. Which is, I bring it down. My hand is red. It is pure red. Oh my gosh. It, there was blood gushing down my head slowly just oozing out of the wound and my mom comes out of the house she sees me i look like carrie just covered (laughs) in blood 
And she's just starts freaking out, gets me to the hospital. Now, the craziest part about this whole story is that I did not have to get stitches. My hair happened to be long enough, and it was not a it was not a, that bad of a wound that they were able to take my hair and tie it and do hair ties in place of stitches. So the hair naturally just came out, and I never had to have stitches removed. Okay. So that was a benefit of having long hair when I was young. But then, like three or four years later, the exact same thing <laughs> happens. Where he didn't say to come out, but whatever happened, where I was, I was standing below, and he dropped it on my head again. For a second time, I had to get hair ties and fix my, my head. Wow. And then there was another time that he stuck a stick through my uh, – st- stabbed me in the head with a stick as well. and caused, caused a little bleeding. So, yeah, no, my brother – but, I mean, to be fair, um, I, may have, I may have pushed him into a pole mm-hmm. once or twice. So, you know, we have our back and forth. My Neither of us are innocent in this in this long. Narrative. My brother and I once we were playing football outside in the winter, and like it was just like I don't know how we did this. It was like uh, two on two. I don't know what happened. I don't know how we were doing this. It was just like two, the two of us playing with the Dignam brothers, and like we were gonna. Um, what happened was like Ames ran through us, and he, but he like ducked down, and so my brother and I ended up smashing into each other, mm-hmm. and like. My nose hit his head, and I think my teeth had cut him across the eyelid or eyebrow. Oh, damn. I think he might still have a scar there. Yeah. And just instantaneously, just blood is just running down my nose like a faucet. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Just like coming down, just like just draining out of my head. And (laughs) this was, I was 14, I think, when this happened. Oh, my goodness. And I'm like freaking out. I think. I don't know when you when someone breaks their nose, do they have to get something done, or is it like the broken nose, just like just like this? Nothing's. I don't understand the phrasing of that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I because I, I didn't go to the doctor or anything. But they just like twisted your nose back. No in place. But you can see I have that's from a, your that's from the. You can see yeah. I have a very small bump in my nose. Yeah, yeah. where the bone meets the. As you were telling the story, I, I started looking at your nose, and yeah. I'm like, is that from your thing? Yeah. That I bump? think that's what it is. I think. Because it does, it does look like that could be, yes. Because I was like, something something happened there. Because. Something's not natural. When my when I went to school, like, the next day or two days later, my teacher's like, oh my gosh, Victor, did you break your nose? I'm like, what? No. What are you talking about? You broke your nose, and it never got reset. No. I didn't have to get it reset. It wasn't, like, pushed off to the side no, no, no. or anything. But it... The bump that exists right now, I think, is because it wasn't properly repaired. Because that's where the bridge of your nose is. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's, like, very weird to think about. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, look at my... Obviously, my pinky is... Has been fractured multiple times. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, this is a pretty good run. Holy cow. (laughs) Oh! What did you learn from your race that you'd like to sign off with? Because I don't ever What did anything. I learn? Oh, man. Fear is the obstacle. Conquer it. That's yeah, what wait, hold on. What, what, is that what it says? Yeah. Fear is the obstacle. Oh, okay. Fear. Hold on. Fear is the obstacle. Conquer it. <laughs> with a monkey. I'm sorry, I don't have anything. No, it's perfect. With a monkey, and then and then it'll go to the. Oh, I don't have the monkey sound in the outro.